Hello. Hello, everyone, and April and me. Um, my name is Amanda. My name's April. Of course, the second we start recording, like this whole time, your computer's been perfect and there's no lag. And the second I say hello, what to do? What to do? <laughs> it's like I see your face moving, and then 20 minutes later, I hear you. <gasps> it like knows we're recording. Mm hmm. It said, oh, is, this, is it game time? Is it time to oh. mm -hmm. and let's you know, mess you up? But let's get into it. Oh, yeah. So I'm Amanda. That's April. And this is Flavor of the Week. It's a podcast where April and I try different challenges every week. And sometimes we succeed and sometimes we don't. So that's that on that. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple of things that I want to say before we get started. About last week, or about the last episode, <laughs> I was having some technical difficulties with my microphone, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, we don't know what we're doing here, okay? <laughs> we didn't we didn't plan for this podcast, like, since we were seven years old, and, you know, we don't have a producer or a, a tech expert, you know, sitting behind us telling us when we sound good, when we don't. I always think I sound great. Mm -hmm. April, besides mm -hmm. her leg, is doing great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and besides when Maple Park's behind you. <laughs> oh, that's but true. Give me a break. And I'm sorry if it's still happening. I thought it was this one problem. Could have sworn I fix it. But if it's still happening, suck my ass. Mm -hmm. Now. Mm -hmm. oh, shit. Hang on one second before I forget. I'll cut this part out. Did you restart <laughs> your computer again? No, that was one time, and it didn't even happen. <laughs> um, another thing that I would like to mention um, for the bulletin board, remember we said we are going to start calling it that, like episode one of this season, then we just never, never went back to it? <laughs> That's literally like <laughs> the classic us. Board. We're like, let's do this for the rest of it's, our lives. Let's, let's start this. Let's start a podcast and then ignore it for 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts because so. it's true. It is. It, it is true. I only speak the truth. Mm -hmm. And this past week, we, April and I, were featured on an episode of the Tidy Up podcast with Danielle Hunt, who is uh, our dearest friend from Westfield State. Um, her and, sorry, her, her boyfriend and April's boyfriend are BFFs. And I'm just happy to be here, honestly. <laughs> but... If you haven't listened yet, I think it's called um, Tidy Up the Week, which is just the most fun combo, mm -hmm. like, dating name of two podcasts. Because hers yeah. is Tidy Up the Podcast. No, wait. Tidy Up Podcast and Flavor of the Week. <laughs> so if you haven't listened yet, go listen. Um, it's, a, it's a really good time. And yeah, we're big supporters. Yeah. It's a good, it's just a feel good, you know? It's, it's hard to find mm -hmm. things that just are, like, positivity, man. Like, just suck it up and, and get over it and have a good day the next day. Like, you know? Right. Um, but that's what she's all about, which I love. And do you have anything you want to add to the bulletin board? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Oh, she'll be um, after this episode, she'll be on the next episode with us. 
because she's doing right. our challenge this week with us. So that's very exciting. That's right. If you think that we're going to come on your podcast and have a good time being interviewed by you about all the goods and the bads and the ugly and whatever, and you're not going to be forced to come on our podcast and do a challenge, then you don't know flavor of the week at all. That's correct. It's no, it's correct. I just ate my mic for dinner. <laughs> She's very excited. And we've been, we carefully like planned out the challenge that we we're going to do. So that it was like, nice for all of us and we're all excited and it'll be very fun we're excited right um also last bulletin board thing i know i've mentioned Lacroix on this podcast before as a seltzer Ugh. honestly any seltzer i love but this is the first coconut flavored one i've had and it april i know you don't like seltzer that much i know no one really does but it tastes like summer in my mouth which is a big deal because I love summer in my mouth. I love summer period. It tastes like a, it tastes like a pina colada had a baby with banana boat. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I, How can you not okay. want to eat that or chug it like really fast? Like watch this. I don't know if you heard my like deep exhale when you first brought up seltzer and I said, But I just wanted to know, I just wanted to let you know that I did that. I did hear it and I moved past it because okay. all the positivity from Danielle's podcast just taught me to just like get over it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, if I need a new seltzer. host for this podcast, you tell me right now. <laughs> I will not like seltzer. I just, I'll like it spiked. And that's where I draw the line. You know what I did um, last weekend was, um, I forget what flavor. It, mm, it might have been a cranberry lime or raspberry. Okay, okay. Here, here's what it was, I think. A raspberry seltzer with frozen cranberries. Squeeze some lime juice in there. A splash of pineapple juice. And then a shot or two of vodka. I don't it's just very. That. It's just light. So it tasted kind of like some sort of like those stupid like refreshers or like whatever from uh you know those co coffee places <laughs> starbucks is what i'm trying to say <laughs> those coffee places yeah those, those. Refresher. <laughs> oh it's been a long I would day I, you know yeah it was a good time um any other news let me think for a second i think we should just jump right into it because i have a lot to talk about yeah, and also just everyone keep in mind we are recording this at like almost eight at night, so that's just something you should know. Just, just in case you fall asleep. Like, right, that's right. That's a, that's Get right. Your mic. <laughs> Get that's right. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds like you're in a studio when you do that. When I do this, here, turn your, yeah, turn your mic a little bit. Like, I look like, like a turtle right now. I know. I was doing that too, to be fair. But look how much better we sound. Like, isn't it kind of like, hey, this is Amanda from Flavor of the Week. Yeah, like, welcome to our podcast. No, but um, turn it up a little bit. Like, like, hold on. At this angle. Like a little zigzag angle. And then like so, talking like to the part. No. <laughs> It's that lady from TikTok. I like that. 
Tabitha Brown. <laughs> she's uh, she's a good time. I feel like you're you're using the wrong Very side awesome. of it. Flip, tear on your mic so that okay, like so, like this. How how so that, how is that? So that the like What's the this? flatter side, the flatter side is the part that's going on your mouth ish. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, now turn it towards me. Yeah. Now put it down in front of you. Because the sound is coming from like the side of the mic. It goes into, yeah. Okay. We did this. We did this and nobody helped us. How's that? Amazing. Really? You look so cute, by the way. I feel like, I feel like Tabitha Brown. Just put some garlic powder in that. that. So like that. Because that's your business. I love her. She's great. I love how her and her daughter have this little rivalry on TikTok or whatever. Oh, she's God. like I, don't you love tiktok it's okay it's a good time it is not gonna lie i hate that i love it well, well honestly what i like for me is that it's so specific to me like if i okay so i like have been reading a lot about like what it takes to be an adult enough to buy a house and like mortgages and can you finance um like renovations and all this stuff I Googled like two or three things one day and then it's all up in my TikTok. And I'm like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's an, it's in like it's, a, yeah. you know, a 50 second long little clip video with some music. And it's like, how to do this to your home. And I'm like, okay, I still live in an oh, attic. God. So take it easy, like slow down, but I'll get there someday. <laughs> okay. I love it. You know what? Let's just get into it. So I want to say something before we start. Um, this challenge this week, April, why don't you remind everyone? We did kind of, I guess you'd say like a Black Lives Matter challenge um, in mm-hmm. the sense of like researching stuff, like trying to be a part of it every single day, which people should, you know, make sure they're doing anyways, but also just like making sure that every single day we were doing something, whether it like be donate or, and we'll get into it. But um, that was basically like the challenge. Right. And so obviously, um, you know, we've said it before, we're not experts on on anything that we like research or do. Like we'll always, excuse me, we'll always try to find like, you know, why is yoga beneficial or, or what's so great about running a marathon or that's the only challenge I ever think of referring to. So sorry I if know. you guys think that's our only challenge we did last year, but we did more, <laughs> I promise. Um what's the okay meditating there you go um and we always just kind of google a couple things and and jot down some cool bullet points for you guys um but uh so i don't want anyone to think that like i'm an expert in all things um regarding this movement um it's i'm gonna take it a little more seriously than our usual episodes but i just Mm -hmm. think that we need to talk about it and not you know act like it's some some huge elephant in the room that we are too uncomfortable to you know, bring up or whatever. So um, mm-hmm. we did our best compiling this information. So feel free to use it as a guide only if you absolutely don't know where to start or if you mm-hmm. want to contribute or learn more, but literally have no idea how. I honestly think that that's impossible at this point because there's so many good resources out there. But mm-hmm. if you live under a rock, but still happen to listen to this podcast, here you go. <laughs> yeah. And also, please, if we are sharing something that is, like, no longer correct or if it should be altered or if there's something 
that you think we should know. We absolutely want people to reach out to us and tell us that. Um, we never want to be the kind of people who aren't welcome to criticism or, or change or anything like that. So we want to open that up too, because I know I've posted things or said things that somebody's been like, well, maybe here's the thing. And then I appreciate that way more because I learn way more from that than if I just ignore them. So please reach out if there's something different. Good. Good point. Yeah. And that's so true. So how's your week? It was good. I actually, I obviously, I like this challenge a lot. Um, because I feel like it was like an area for growth for sure. Um, so, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like a challenge that I was like, this is so annoying. Like, this is like ruining my day. Like it was like something that I was like, it was obviously very interesting to find information, get information. It's important to do it. Um, mm -hmm. So it was good. I liked it. How about you? Good. Um, same. Um, I thought it was finally one of those challenges where it's not just for my stupid podcast. It's for like America's sake, for Black people's sake. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, okay, this is this is more of a concluding thoughts kind of conversation. But it, it was just nice to to want to do some homework, if you will, or um, just to to really look into something that I felt like I didn't have the time to yet, or I haven't really decided where to start, you know, reading and listening and finding out more and, you know, donating or signing, you know, seeing what petitions matter, what, all that stuff. So um, it was definitely something I was looking forward to and that I felt like I would have done anyway, but maybe not as organized as I did end up doing it. And, you know, I probably wouldn't have liked taking notes on it and stuff <laughs> so right um what was your first thing what'd you do on monday so on monday um so i have been doing this kind of the whole time but i've been monday i really chose to sign some petitions um nice. and i two specific petitions really like came out to me because there's a lot obviously that um that are like around the idea of like arresting um police officers who hadn't been arrested yet or um even just like the black lives matter movement and obviously i signed all of those things because those are also very important but two that like really jumped out to me that were like wow that's crazy that there's a petition was there's women of color who are ballerinas they always have to like spray paint or paint their um, ballet shoes because they only come in like the white skin tone. So these women literally have to like spray paint them or paint them or dye them. And it's like absurd that that's a thing that that ballet shoes don't come in different people's colors of skin. Like what? my mind yeah it blew my mind i had no idea that i'm so grateful that you brought that up because i never would have known no that's such a random like, thing that's so easy i feel like just do it yep why is there a petition right. for this right exactly that's exactly I how i felt mm-hmm 
It was absurd. I feel like absurd. I follow I follow the beauty community a lot as far as like influencers go. And they and their companies literally have like rivalries to see who has the broadest range of like foundation mm-hmm. colors and concealer colors and like, you know, skin tones basically. To think that ballet shoes only come in mm-hmm. white <laughs> mm-hmm. is like right. That's crazy. Right. Right. And if you think about it too, like growing up, I know for me and even some of the kids I've worked with like five years ago, think that like the peach ish colored crayon is like skin tone. And whenever I worked with kids, I'd remind them that's your skin tone. That's your skin tone color. And they were kind of like, Oh, okay. I mean, cause they're just, that's just what they're taught. And so it's like, absolutely absurd another one i signed that um, that you just said too was like the broadening makeup community colors um because that's Ooh, nice. you know ridiculous but it's just the ballerina shoes i was like how how do you think that there's only one skin color of people that are ballerinas so that like blew my mind amazing so insane. wow okay so i'm gonna skip ahead to my tuesday because that was my petition signing day too oh I was mostly interested in the number. Okay. I was interested in the numbers. Like I was shocked to find out how many people have like gotten their shit together enough to, to sign these. It's it's kind of, it's kind of impressive. Um, Sorry if you guys hear cars like flying by (laughs) in the background Um, because (laughs) it's hot (laughs) up in this attic that I'm in right now. So I have to keep the window open. But I signed Justice for George Floyd, which I'm not even sure. See, that's the thing. Like, is that even? No, just shut up. (laughs) I signed Justice for George Floyd. And that, when I signed it, was at 17.5 million signatures. Oh, my God. Justice for Breonna Taylor was at 6.6 million. Tamir Rice was um so it was weird because on the website um change.org that these petitions are hosted on um there were a couple of petitions for like each one sometimes like tamir rice had one that had um 660,000 and then another one with 1.1 million so it's just like i think different people start them different organizations start them Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of sign whatever um but for people who don't know he's a 12 year old boy who was playing in a park Mm. a 12 year old boy child playing in a park with a toy gun who was shot and killed by policemen um another petition is julius jones is innocent that was at 5.5 million Mm -hmm. um quick recap on him although he deserves um much more than just you know a two-minute mention on flavor of the week (laughs) like 10 listeners but where it goes again uh, he was convic- convicted and sentenced to death for a murder that he didn't commit. Mm-hmm. His co-defendant testified against him, went to jail, but is already out, I think, um, and like openly brags about having set Julius up for it. So the idea that he did not, in fact, get a fair trial and didn't have a proper counsel with his defender um, is is what the petition is for, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I guess, was mentioned in The Last Defense, which is a docu-series provi- uh, produced by Viola Davis and somebody else, but mostly Viola Davis. Love. 
she basically is her character in how to get away with murder and it's i'll get into more more of that later but i haven't seen it yet because i haven't found out how and i haven't looked hard enough for it but i love her Mm -hmm. and i love her character in how to get away with murder i love everything about that show Mm -hmm. um and it really really just like they they take you know that thing where it's like does society copy art or does art mm-hmm. copy society i don't know what the actual quote that it is from but like like i don't know when the season came out that i was watching it probably 2016 or 17 i don't know but it's all about like people of i have to close my window don't i i don't hear anything okay good um but it's all about um the less fortunate or people of color or um people with mental illness that can't afford good enough counsel and Mm -hmm. like the public defenders and the whole system is just it's set up for them to fail so that's a real issue in real life Mm -hmm. but like they make it so real in the show i just and there's crazy reform going on in the show so ideally that's what's gonna happen in real life i it's just it's such a good show you guys I and i don't have to that. say that because i know how well it does it, but it's just it makes me want to go to law school mm-hmm. like i mean so did law and order and i try that but we'll, we'll have to see where this takes us but oh my god um, that sounds good so that was my tuesday oh wait, wait there's more hold on hold on hold on hold on um okay ahmad arbery Mm -hmm. he the college student that was going for a jog was mistaken by some white assholes as someone who had been i think breaking into homes or something in the area Mm -hmm. i think the story is that they started like harassing him and following him and i think that he just kind of defended himself at one point and then they killed him Mm -hmm. like are you serious and one thing i wanted to bring up is this great point made by kenya okay this great point by Kenya Young, who is the executive producer of NPR's The Morning Edition. Mm. She was on an episode of It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders to another NPR podcast. Um, and she said that, like, this happened, this um, shooting happened during quarantine. Mm-hmm. She was like, the, the one thing that America can count on, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, um, is for the like the mistreatment and violence against black people mm-hmm. to continue even when the world is shut down. Mm-hmm. Everything's on pause except for young black men being shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's such like that me like put it in perspective like of course that's the one thing that like they make it seem like, you know, won't stop. Like it I don't know. It's just like unbelievable. <sighs> Like, you'd think everyone's safe during, like, a time where we're not even supposed to be leaving our houses. Mm -hmm. Right. No, it just makes me sick. Right. Um, Okay, so that was my Tuesday. Let me jump back and just tell you real quick that Monday I had started off my week a little easy Mm -hmm. um, just by dipping my toes in and seeing what was out there. The first thing I was really excited to try, actually, was this, like, thing that I'd seen on Instagram and, and somewhere else was, like, if you don't have money to donate or, you know, you can't go out and protest for whatever reason, um, you know, play your part by watching these videos. Mm-hmm. So I guess it had started with this woman named Zoe Amira, I want to say. Um, 
and I couldn't find her video exactly, but the idea is that she would post a video and ask people to just stream it and the ad revenue she was donating straight to, mm-hmm. um, you know, different organizations, their hands in the Black Lives Matter um, movement. So uh, I just Googled them or I think I went on YouTube and searched Black Lives Matter and there were entire playlists, like a few playlists of YouTube videos where creators vowed to donate ad revenues to different organizations. So um, you search stream to donate on YouTube and there's like hundreds of videos that you can just, which is what I did. I just played them in the background of like at work or um, during editing, Um, you know, just kind of always had them going. Cause why not? I'm I'm literally not doing Mm -hmm. anything, Mm -hmm. but I'm helping. Yeah. That is so funny. Cause we did that Friday too. Sorry, go ahead. But I was just, you did. Yeah, we did that too. No, that's that's perfect. Um, but so I did a little googling because some someone said, you know, click engage, go on the, you know, like follow the ad, and I was like, I don't think you should have to do that. So I googled it, and I like learned that um, ad revenue is based on CPM, cost per thousand views. I think again, not an expert on anything besides like, salt. Right. Um, so just viewing is enough. So it's cost per thousand views. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you should have to like click on anything or actually go buy the thing from the ad or whatever. But it's so easy, and you li- like literally don't lift a finger. You just sit there and like and and donate by watching, really, mm-hmm. or not watching, just playing it in the background, and then go do your homework, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but tell me more about your Friday since we're on that topic. Um. Yeah, I think it's awesome that that was even like created because it's true. Like that's just like a little thing, like a tiny small thing that people can do, like especially like people who just don't know where to start or where to begin. Um, It's like Mm -hmm. start with that. Mm -hmm. Like you're basically like just helping those donations. And like you said, you literally don't have to do anything. Um, So we on Friday, like me and Justin – we'll do like drinking games sometimes or we'll like, like, you know, play different games or um, whatever. So we decided we kept that on for a while, just like, cause we were just chatting. Um, and so we just decided to keep it on the background. Um, so that was super fun. So we did that on Friday. So we did that on Friday. Um, and so something else we did throughout the whole week so i started it on monday or um tuesday we started watching dear white people on netflix and that show is literally so good um really yeah it's so good we are almost done with it and we started it like last week um it's so good it's three seasons um and it's basically about these students of like black students at an Ivy league school. Um, and like one of the main characters creates a radio station. Um, no, she doesn't create a radio station. She creates like a segment on her radio station called dear white people. Um, and it's basically about her like addressing different things. Um, obviously addressing white people. Um, and at first, like when you first watch it, it's like, you know, it's for white people to watch. 
like it's literally for white people to be watching because you're like listening and you're like, well, but you know, maybe I don't maybe do that. And it's like, yeah, you don't, but that doesn't mean that everyone else doesn't and that you shouldn't be listening and paying attention. Um, And it's just so good. Like it just brings up so many different topics that like definitely make you uncomfortable and it should, because Mm. if it doesn't, then you're not, learning you're not paying attention you're not listening so it's like you need to get uncomfortable um so we started right or like if it doesn't make you uncomfortable then you're not being honest with yourself about Mm -hmm. you know about these issues yeah right like if you don't see what's going on if you don't see Mm -hmm. the the racism and the injustice and the discrimination you're the problem Mm -hmm. And I know that we've heard that a million times over the past couple of weeks or so, but like, it's true. Mm-hmm. Sorry, more technical difficulties because. <laughs> so that was all on Friday. That was so that was through the whole week. Um, we started on Tuesday. We watched like oh, a God, lot God. on Friday, um, because like it's honestly so funny. It's so good. It's so real. I can imagine. Um, is it like a? Is it like a fictional, like a, like a story? Like or a, what is, is it like a? It's like a. Um, I'm trying to think of another show. Like it's just like a. It's like a comedy drama kind. It's like an Orange Is the New Black type feel. Um, so okay. it's like a fiction, um, show, but it's so good. We're like so obsessed with it, and I just like I think especially if you're white, you should watch it instead of you know like reaching out to people of color who are probably exhausted telling people what to do and how to support them instead just go to platforms that already do that for you so you don't need to be the person the white person who's like what do i do how am i what do i do i don't know what to do it's like go to these platforms like dear white people podcasts like books it's just you have so many platforms already they're telling you how to be like supportive of the movement and you know like how to be helpful and what you can do as a white person so that's why i really like that show right nice well i'm definitely going to get into that um because on my friday was supposed to have been to explore the black lives matter section of netflix which how freaking Mm -hmm. cool is that they have an entire genre of like the movement and it's like things that are all related um how to get away with murder is on there because of what i told you so i was like does this count as my challenge if i'm already watching a show that's so freaking badass and so good Mm -hmm. and is about what we're experiencing right now in america and in our lives um so it it kind of counted for me in that sense but um but yeah there's so much available especially if like if that's really all you're going to do is educate yourself through funny shows mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, which I'm not judging, you know, any step is a step. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if, if that's all you're into, like if that's the only way you'll put yourself out there and get into that information, you're lucky because there's so much of it just on one streaming mm-hmm. um, platform. Streaming streaming service okay okay fancy that was a that was a tough 
hot. It's hot in here. I can't think straight. <laughs> I closed my window. I don't know if you noticed. Um, there's yeah. one thing I forgot. I was just forgetting to say with the Dear White People. It was made, I think it was begun filming in like 2014, 2015. Um, and I think that's when it aired. And it's like, I mean, it's obvious, but it's ridiculous that like everything they're saying on the show is like identically applicable to today like nothing has changed nothing's different and it's like that's so sad that like this was i mean five years isn't a huge amount of time but it's like it's just everything is identical to like how it is now and it's like if that doesn't scream like change you know i know and that's my biggest fear with this whole thing is that things are already kind of starting to slow down as far as social media goes i mean think about how things blew up so quickly um Mm -hmm. and then there was something i heard last week about people saying that like some really old uh black woman was asked how she felt about what was going on and she's and she was like unfortunately like this isn't my first time going through something like this this is not my first time living through some big revival of um civil rights or um you know against Mm -hmm. racism like she's like i've done it before and here we are so that's kind of my biggest fear um i feel like a lot has happened within our generation coming to adulthood um we've seen a lot change uh, as far as like legalizing, this is so dumb, but legalizing weed and, um, you know, LGBTQ plus rights, um, marriage rights, all that good stuff. So I really like, I just really hope that like some change comes out of this in our lifetime, like real, like forever change comes out of this, not mm-hmm. just you know, Mm -hmm. a few cops arrested and, you know, charged with murder, but like reform. Like it's not just a few cops. Exactly. Like that's great. Right. That's justice for, you know, that Mm -hmm. one time that black Mm -hmm. people were treated horribly, but there's so Mm -hmm. many more like, uh, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that there's some some real shit. Like, I hope we're not just, like, you know, hype about the Instagram hashtags and, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, too, if, like, I, I had, like, a professor in college that was, I took her social policy class. And she is, like, she is, like, so smart. I mean, obviously, she's. She has a PhD in social policy. She was mm-hmm. at least in her seventies, wore high heels to class every single day. Okay. Um, she's, she's like, was part of the black Panthers. Um, and she is like head of something. I should have known more. Um, but her, <laughs> she was like part of Harvard's um, social policy program. She's like brilliant. Um, and she's a black woman with like so much knowledge and and like is just absolutely brilliant and i know she's not the only person like that um but she was just like i mean and i had her two years ago um and she was like when things like when you're like you know like don't know what to do like do something like 
I mean, you don't know until you do something. And if, and if everyone could do something small for you, which like you should be doing as much as you can because like it's people's lives. Um, but I mean, if you can do like whatever you can do, whether it's like donating $5 or listening to the podcast or the um, playlists that are on YouTube, like you just have to do something and say something and like talk about it and get uncomfortable. Right. Get uncomfortable. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. speaking of, wait, have you run over your Tuesday yet? Mm-mm. Do you want to? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so Tuesday, um, I post, I post it on social media every day, but Tuesday I focused on like posting like a lot of like information and resources and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Share because the it's important to like, right, right. And it's important to like, obviously post things, but like information, just things you should be aware of and like videos and um, that's important. But I also, it's kind of like, you know, like put your money where your mouth is with like mm. posting stuff that actually, you know, are helpful and resources. So I posted um, something that I saw on Facebook and it was like literally a list of th- places to donate. Um, I think I actually posted on our Instagram, um, our flavor of the week Instagram. And it's like, donate to this, listen to this books to read, like shows to watch. Um, and so I posted stuff like that and with a bunch of resources and, nice. um, so that was like my big thing for the day um, yeah. to be doing that. And also watched white people, dear white people again. Love it. Um, okay. So I already told you about my Tuesday, which was my big petition signing day. So yes. I'm going to go to my Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> um, Wednesday was my day of compiling a list of podcasts with, black hosts or it was about black lives uh, the black lives matter movement black history that kind of stuff and usually when it's podcasts like that at least one of their hosts is a person of color oops is um is black so literally google blm podcasts and you'll be fine you'll be fine it's like i said (laughs) with with you know if the only way that you feel like you can learn more is by watching every single one of those cool shows or movies or docuseries or whatever on netflix then do so if you're a strong podcast person there's never been a better time to start listening to podcasts than right now um i haven't listened to all of these but they came up in my search which leads me to believe that they're not bad Uh, i have listened to a few of them though i'll let you know which ones so black lives matter with malcolm phillips Uncomfortable Conversations, Black History Podcast by This Is Carrington, What Matters by the BLM Actual Black Lives Matter uh, Global Network Foundation, Lynching in America, About Race, um, Higher Learning with Van Lathan Lathan, and Rachel Lindsay, uh, Larry Wilmore, Black on the Air, The Unofficial Expert with Sydney Washington and Marie Faustin, Code Switch with NPR, that one had to be one of my faves. Um, it's been mm-hmm. a minute with Sam Sanders, also another one of my favorites. I mentioned him earlier. Um, Kenya Young is the one who said, "You know, you can't, you, you'll never be let down um, when you're expecting mm-hmm. to be mistreated." So, 
Um, and then my absolute favorite was 1619. Um, I forget her name, but Ooh. she the New York Times, I think. And have you heard about that one? It's so good. It combines yes, everything, I've heard. everything that's good about a podcast is in there. There is a lot of just heartbreaking, like heart-wrenching, like realness. Um, it tells the story of kind of the origin of literal African-Americans. Um, 1619 is the year that the first uh, African slaves were brought over from Africa by English colonists here in America. Um, so that's like the first episode is telling that story. And it, it tells, um, you know, another episode is about the cotton picking industry. Another one is about um, medical care. <laughs> Why is it so hard to think of, like words right now? So we shouldn't record at night. Um but it's so good. And I listened to all of them so fast. That's why I didn't really have any um, real tangible, like, something that I did for Friday. Because all I did was listen to this podcast all day on Friday. Um, I went kayaking oh. and all I did was listen to that on the kayak. I listened to Code Switch, uh, a few episodes of that. And then um, It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders. Those three were the ones that I listened to in depth. I listened to The Unofficial Expert. Uh, a little bit, um, but I was more into those last three that I mentioned. So, highly recommend. Ooh. It's a sixty nineteen. It's still over it. It like it's a storytelling with some real like it's all real, but it's storytelling, but it's history, mm -hmm. but it's entertaining. Um, and they have mm -hmm. real interviews there with some storytelling. It's just the perfect podcast. Highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe I'll post a list on on our Instagram just so you guys have that in case you get tired of listening yeah. to our Maybe you can listen to some actual content. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's awesome. I heard, heard of the 1619, um, so I'll have to listen to it. Um, and I know that another podcast that's really good, it's different because it's true crime, um, broken hearts. But it's about Ooh. the two um, women, white women, who were married. Yeah, uh, they were, I don't know if they were married, but they were partners. Um, and they adopted six black children um, and, like, severely abused them and ended up committing, like, suicide, homicide. Um, it's But it's really good. At, I feel like it touches on a lot of, like, just so one of the boys, um, their last names are Hearts, and that's why it's called that. Oh, um, he is very famous for being, I want to say it's in like 2010 ish. I should know this more before I say it. Um, but he was a fate, he was like blown up all over the world. He was a little black boy at a protest, and he had a sign that said, Free Hugs. And there's a picture of him and a cop hugging and it became like, we, we can post it and you'll have more information there. And it blew up and people know him because of that. Um, and then, you know, like tragically the pair, the mother drove off the side of a cliff and all the children and her and her partner died. 
Um, but that's what the podcast is about, and it's really good. Okay, spoilers, but what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're giving a lot away, but don't stop. <laughs> it's really good. Dude. I know. It was so good. Like, I binged it. Um, and then another suggestion I have is the book. I actually had to read it in my grad school. Um, it was The Life of Henrietta Lacks. Um, and if you don't know who she is, she um, was a Black woman in the 40s and 50s who um, unfortunately died of um, cancer. And her cells were, um, they're called HeLa cells because of her name. It's the whole book goes into it in great detail, but HeLa cells. So my mom is a lab tech um, at a local hospital and she, they still use HeLa cells today. So HeLa cells are used. I remember to, you telling me this. Yes. It's unbelievable. HeLa cells are literally created. They've helped create so many vaccines. It, like, And her family, Henrietta alone, um, but she passed away. Her family never even received a dime for anything. Her he, her cells have, like, it's astronomical what her cells have done to this planet. And I wish I could have my mom talk about it because she works with them directly. And she, like, her family's been fighting for, like, how long? 70 years for some notoriety. Um, and so this book is called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. And you should read it or listen to it on Audible. It's unbelievable. Wow, that's really good. I, I might just do that. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Audible is just an app that reads books to you. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's basically a podcast book. Yeah, but it's even better because like the people who are talking and doing the storytelling are like really good at it. So they like inflect use their voice inflections and it's really good sure sure are you saying mm -hmm. we're not good at reading our notes or i'm saying we could be better <laughs> what did you do wednesday um so wednesday i did more posting um on social media and then i read a couple articles but one stood out to me and i am going to quote it um it says it was um it was, I should get the title of it. I have it somewhere. Um, hold please while I get the title. Because I should give credit where it's due. Okay. Um, my, it's from yesmagazine.org. And it says, my white friend asked me on Facebook to explain white privilege. I decided to be honest. Um, so our friend Ashmac posted this. Um, shout out Ashmac. Um, so I read it and one part that really stood out to me was that quote, trust me, nobody is mad at you for being white. Nobody just like nobody should be mad at me for being black or female or whatever. But what is being asked of you is to acknowledge that white privilege, white privilege does exist and not only to treat people of races that differ from yours with respect and humor but also to stand up for fair treatment and justice, not to let jokes or off-color comments by friends, coworkers, and family slide by without challenge, and to continually make an effort to put yourself in someone else's shoes so we may all cherish and respect our unique and special contributions to society as much as we do our common ground. So I read Damn. that in such detail. It was such a good article. It's such a good point. 
Um, and I just like sat in awe, like just reading it. It was so good. It was so well said. Um, I like how it wasn't like kind of tiptoeing around it. It was like getting real. Here's where um, it is. <laughs> yeah. So that was my Wednesday. I was reading articles and that one just happened to really stick out to me the most. Nice. Wow. That's great. We're definitely going to have to compile some sort of list of all the shit that we did in case anyone at all is yes. interested. I feel like if anything that we talk about on this podcast matters, it this podcast yeah. matters. That's yeah. That didn't come yeah. out right, but you know what no. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh God, help us. Seriously. Oh. Um, so that was Wednesday. Thursday was my big <laughs> donating day, which is so funny that you mentioned oh, like do. throughout the whole week. Oh, babe, cute. Um, oh. you've been we've been post you've been posting on on social media, and I just don't know if it's the kind of person I am. I'm I feel like I'm a generally private person in the sense that like I just don't my go to is not social media. I only do it for the podcast because I feel like that's how else it's a podcast you know what i mean it, it kind of is its right. own social media almost um but i've never been the kind of person i've never commented on a facebook post i don't even have facebook anymore um i only comment on you guys's instagram posts because i know that i'll get in trouble if i don't <laughs> and if i don't show my support right. and stuff. but like i just sometimes i feel like Here's the thing, and I'm going to be brutally honest for a second, so everyone can just shut up and listen, or get the hell off my podcast. <laughs> I didn't post anything or haven't posted anything. I don't know for what exact reason, like I can't put my finger on it, about Black Lives Matter on my Instagram. A, I think because I have like 200 followers who don't even, I, I don't even... Like, we don't even know each other. Like, what's the point? What is, what does my voice really matter in, in like these astronomical times right now? Mm -hmm. um, B is because I feel like posting and reposting the same things that everyone else is kind of seeing here and there, like sharing information is great, but I don't want people to mistake me for just someone who is posting information and sharing it around mm -hmm. and i like i am taking action like you know i do think that reading articles like that is taking action and reading books and listening to podcasts that is an action but like i don't know i was just conflicted about the whole thing like, what does social media have to do with like political reform you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and, and social change and like changing societal structure like, mm -hmm. like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like things are already starting to slow down on Instagram. But does that mean that like we should have kind of slowed down in the way that we're okay? I don't know. But the I can think most important reason and what's really kind of held me back is being afraid of those assholes who are like, I hope everyone who's decided to become an activist this week on Instagram like actually keeps this going um, when this trend dies out. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Or people who are like, why am I seeing you guys, um, you know, post so much when this first happened and literally won't, you know, won't do anything. Mm -hmm. It's just like, and I shouldn't be afraid of like stupid people like that. Like, I know that any show of support or any like voicing your opinion on this thing, as long as it's a good one, um, 
you know, is a step in the right direction. So it shouldn't be like looked at as, okay, this bitch just wants like Instagram likes or whatever. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Haters gonna hate. No, it's and, a good point. It's a good right? point. I think like, I think honestly, I, I mean, I post things because like to me, spreading some of the information is something I think like a lot of my followers don't know because so when, so I'm a social worker. Mm -hmm. um, So something that I was taught in undergrad and grad is like a lot of diversity. Like it's just, that's like how many classes I took on racism and diversity. And that's just something that was like embedded me education wise um, and emotionally for me. But so posting that stuff is more so when I'm like, I don't think people are aware of this because I was taught it. And I don't know if people, other people were. Um, right. So to me, as long as you're doing something and you, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be something you're like, look, I just donated like $200 million today. Like it can just be <laughs> as, long as, as long as you're like educating yourself or doing something, it's like whatever you're doing is important. So if then if that's not posting on social media because you're like, I just don't want to be the cycle of posting and reposting and reposting and you're doing something right. different to me, as long as you're doing something, it's like, that's helpful. I will say that you probably are the most <laughs> ugly. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you i think i respect you your instagram game the most because a you have fire selfies and b you are very active on there about sharing things like that are happening right now like when it's mental health awareness month like you're all up in that shit Mm -hmm. when it's like um you know national eating disorder day or whatever (laughs) you're on there and like you use your platform and i feel like people who follow you like and and genuinely follow you like like the stuff that you post and and are interested in reading what you what you post and what you share i think those people can always count on you know someone like you to provide good resources and especially if they do know you that you're a social worker like you went to school for this kind of stuff you know what i mean like you learned the system from the back end where we see it as messed up or like whatever like you have all the juicy you know gory details um Mm -hmm. so props to you for that and uh keep it up (laughs) so thursday donation day you donated to i did um i donated to i forget let me look at the name um so the black mental health alliance um is what i donated to because i was I researched a lot of different foundations and that one really like, I mean, because I'm in the mental health field. So it really jumped out to me and I was like, that's so essential. So um, that's what I chose to donate to, but you donated on Thursday too, right? That's right. I was very strategic about doing it um, right before payday. Um, because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not much. I mean, you guys, I'm, Oh shit. The weirdest time to have a birth control. I 
no. At least I have an alarm, okay? As I ignore it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so organized and put together, so screw you. I'm like, throw my phone across the room. Um, so that was my birth control alarm. Um, so it's not much. I work for a very small local company. <laughs> and uh, my commute is like four minutes. Literally, I'm not kidding, four minutes. And I feel like if you don't live in a major city and your commute is four minutes, you don't make that much. That's just how it goes. But my mom's philosophy with money is to be smart and be mm-hmm. generous and you'll get it back tenfold. Um, mm-hmm. Which really has happened with her. Like she has gone through some shit. She'd probably hate me for um, for talking about this. But um, she's gone through <laughs> some stuff uh, with with money and some good things and some bad things. Um, but she's just, I mean, she, she just went like, what, three months without working um, because of coronavirus. And she's, she came out with a profit. How? Oh, my God. She, she, oh, it's crazy. Like, she made money without working because she's so good. With, like, it's crazy. She honestly, oh like, she was God. like, wait, should I keep, like, should I just retire now? And I was like, honestly, maybe. <laughs> this is a nice little trial run for that. But she's always let people borrow her money. This is, Should I be saying this right now? Um, <laughs> but whenever there's someone she loves in need, she doesn't, you know, she's not stingy. She helps people. Um, you know, who she trusts and who, you know, like she cares about. It's not just like she's a loan shark or whatever, but, um, mm-hmm. but she's, ever since, you know, ever since then, she's like really just not had a problem with it. And I, I, I say it every day. She needs to teach me how she does it because I still don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like 40. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. And I think that's like the Lord's philosophy too, right? Isn't there a story in the Bible? There is a story in the Bible. Not to get like religious, but give me a second. The Bible is full of great parables and stories. And um, so is uh, like, what are those little, what are those little stories in like Chinese proverbs? Chinese proverbs and stuff, right? Come on. So anyway, there's a story of this um, poor person like tithing and giving offering. And he gave... Some guy gave a bunch of coins, but that wasn't all he had. So it was like really just like a very small fraction of his money. But he was like, I'm tithing way more than anyone here. And this wicked poor guy gave his coin, his only coin, and gave it all to the offering plate or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't know, God or something was like, that's that's my favorite because mm-hmm. you gave me your all. Even though it was technically <laughs> this guy's. Anyway, I did not give all my money away this week that's the thing mm-hmm. so i don't even know why i told that story <laughs> um i donated a little <laughs> bit to a few i um so it's like you said like it, even if it's just a few dollars here and there i was very conflicted as to how to give my money obviously i was working with a budget so i decided to read a little bit and um give away to a few the first one i did was to change.org which is the host website of all those petitions that we signed uh earlier in the week um the next one was uh official the official george floyd memorial uh fund which had a goal of 1.5 million which i think is you know, that's a good goal for his family to have set. I feel like that's like a big enough amount of money for like, if someone's not rich to be like, whoa, this is going to be, this is going to help us out. We we need this. Like, and you know, that's the least that the universe could do for us. When I donated, they were at 14 million. 
let that sink in. Dollars? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's set up by George Floyd's brother and all the proceeds go to the family and hopefully that they hopefully they don't have to go through any any more heartbreak in their life. Um, mm-hmm. And the other one was the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, those two are obviously very Minnesota specific. Actually, so is my four- third one, fourth one. <laughs> but um, it pays the bail and immigration bonds for those who can't afford it. Uh, Reclaim yes. the Block is a website that I went to, an organization that – it's a Minnesota organization that proposes shifting money around from the police to other community needs. Totally makes sense. Oh. But I went to their website to donate, and they were like, listen, we love and appreciate you guys, and sure, donate to us. But if you would like, here's a few other organizations that you can you can donate to, too, which I thought was like – the epitome of nonprofit, no greed, just a good organization. Like, if you don't need it right this second because you're getting such an influx of donations, I mean, who do you know in your real life, immediate, like that you know in real life, would say, Thanks for the money, but here, some of my friends or colleagues yeah. could use that. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. So huge props to them. Um, Another one was the Black Lives Matter Foundation, which was created after Trayvon Martin's murder was acquitted back in 2013. Like this is it's said like I know that like, you know, seven or whatever, eight years doesn't seem like that that long ago. But I I do like I was a teenager when that happened. And I that was the first time Mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, my goodness, we should probably do something about this. And then I kind of, you know, not to be white, but forgot about it for like seven years. Yeah. So for that and um, that one, actually, um, because it's so broad and it's kind of the the biggest one and it's not Minnesota specific. um, That Mm -hmm. one, I did a recurring monthly donation so that'll just come out of my bank account um you know monthly whatever so and again it's not a lot but it's it's just something to like it's why not dude like if Mm -hmm. you just okay so if everyone who listens to this podcast who which i know we joke but is like around 50 to 60 listeners if everyone gives like like two coffees worth two like Mm -hmm. five bucks a month that's 50 people, five bucks a month. That's $250 a month. That's $3,000 a year from one dinky little podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's I'm huge. Gonna let that stay there for a second and you guys can listen to it again. Rewind it for the last 15 seconds. Press that little rewind button, 15 seconds. Listen to it again and keep <laughs> listening to it until you go to one of these organizations and set up a recurring donation. Okay. Um, I already said, love it. yeah, it's a good time, but I already told you Friday was supposed to be my kind of binge watching, um, excuse me, my binge watching, uh, BLM genre on Netflix. I really just stuck to how to get away with murder, which is getting more and more involved in those real life issues right now. So it didn't feel wrong to not watch something else. I really want to get into Viola Davis's docuseries, The Last Defense, which is supposed to be basically about the real life version of the things that she's talking about in her fictional show, How to Get Away with Murder. 
And like I said, I was so into listening to those podcasts and every free second that I had that like, I, I didn't want to make time for anything else. Um, but that's the beauty about this challenge is like, it was great to do it in one week and get all these things done and compile all this information for everybody and, and educate ourselves about it and take these tiny steps. Um, but it, it's not over. Like just because this challenge, right. this episode is, is over in a few minutes, like does not mean that, um, yeah, that I'm going to stop. You know what I mean? Um, right. Friday, you already told me about Friday, right? Yes, but I also forgot to mention on Thursday that I started an Audible book because Ooh. I love Audible. Um, and it's called Locking Up Our Own, Crime and Punishment in Black America by James Foreman mm. Jr. Um, and I've only just started it, so I'm not super far into it, but it's really good. Um, mm. I love, this is going to sound wrong. Um, I'm trying to word it like a, like a, like an appropriate way. I've always wanted to work in the prison system. Um, like I almost said, I love prison. That's not correct. I like, I know I, (laughs) I enjoy being involved in the criminal justice system. So right now, especially like even my job, I'm working with kids in jail and stuff like that. Um, But I've always been fascinated with the criminal justice system. Um, In college, I wrote a lot of papers on it and specifically solitary confinement and black people um, and how it affects them mentally. And and like it's, I've written so much about it. Um, But so this book really like jumped out to me and made me really want to learn more about it because I've done research and I've written papers and um, and done presentations on it, but it's just, I'm not a black person. I can't, I don't know what that, like, I can't possibly know what it's like. Um, so it's fascinating to hear it from like someone else's that important perspective. So I recommend for sure. Nice. Okay. I have to get into that. I have to get into listening to books and stuff because podcasts are great. Oh. But, um, Mm-hmm. but books it sounds like that's where it's at not i shouldn't be saying that on our podcast but i'll, I'll cut that out <laughs> uh, no. um so at the beginning of this week i was really nervous i was thinking that i would feel like almost useless doing this like i was thinking what change could i possibly implement from doing you know my silly little podcasts challenge um and we've said it kind of here and there throughout this episode that it's not about, you know, going out and marching and being part of the protests and the riots. It's li- every step counts. And if that means learning about black history or learning about black people in the American prison system or, you know what I mean? Like every just knowing, acknowledging that there's a huge effing difference between mm-hmm. black lives and white lives in America. Like Ugh. anything you have to do to just accept that and then change will come. So it's just, I know I, why do we yeah. even have like a black, a, a black history month? Why, why is it confined to one month? Like I get the thought behind it. And I think it was meant to be like, here, we're going to make sure that we celebrate like, black people this month specifically but no like i mean 
it shouldn't be confined to a month. It should be every day. Like it shouldn't be that like, oh, in February, we'll make sure that, you know, because, you know, it's like, no, <laughs> you'll like, get your vision on February. Right. It's like it should be year round, 24 seven. Like it should be in every school. Like it's just it should not be confined. I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> I no, you're so right. And I saw this um, this post. Damn it. I forgot who, who shared it that I saw on Instagram, but it was um, black women. I wish I had learned about in history. And it was like these amazing women who were like big deals and like I had never, I'm 25 and I had never heard of them. And to be fair, I am not the most informed human being. Like I said, I'm not super out there with, you know, like, I don't know, but like, it's, I, I'm really into history and I should have known. And I just didn't like, I love Mm -hmm. my, you know, all the history teachers I've ever had have always been great, but they, Mm -hmm. they, um, they really skipped, um, some good shit there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot more. I feel more comfortable having conversations about the difference between the lives of, of black people and white people because I just like see the difference more having having listened and having read and, and just having seen everything that I've seen this week. And then I will continue to keep looking into. Um, yes. I'm a big, you know, I don't talk about it if I'm not an expert person. Hence all the disclaimers at the beginning of every single one of our episodes saying like, we don't know what we're talking about, but anyway, um, but this challenge has really opened me up and giving me the tools. I feel like the, the information that I feel like I need to participate and to help fight and to help, um, you know, bring up the conversation more, the, the big yeah. awkward conversation of, Hey, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. Like, even if it is just at the small local company that I work at, or even if it is at home, um, you know, or with people that I live with and, and that I see every day, like just kind of being like, Hey, like, no, like, let's do something different. Like mm-hmm. let's, let's do something small, but different or big, but different. I don't know. Just like, mm-hmm. I feel like I know more now so I can talk more now and talking leads to change. Yeah. I think um right so and don't stop the conversation yeah no ah mm-hmm. at first i was like <laughs> well we decided to do this last week so it was like at the end of the first or second week of like protests and and you know um kind of the the uprising of of all the protesting um for a split second i was like oh by the time the episode comes out like this won't even be relevant anymore and then i was like um what no i doubt that the world will have changed in two weeks so you better stay on it and you better get that yes. information out there so um yes. another big thing like i mentioned with netflix having a whole genre um you know being able to just google um black podcast hosts or uh podcasts about black lives matter i have never been so proud and so happy to find such an abundance of information on everything that I searched, whether it was um, which donations I should make, um, which podcasts to listen to, which petitions I should sign. Everything was so easy and so available. It's just, I've never looked into or researched something that was so, like every company has a statement or an action plan Mm -hmm. or um, something they're changing or something they're doing differently. Like every news website has here's a list of everything you should you know whatever and here's a list of this this, and that and yeah i mean i was kind of on the fence about it at first but like all the information being shared on social media like that's where i got Mm -hmm. half of my ideas for what i you know was going to do this week so like 
keep it up is really all I can say. Mm-hmm. Even the the ones about like black women I wish I had learned more about in history class growing yeah. up. Like that's the stuff that I feel like we need to get out there. Yes. And and honestly this kind of stuff makes me not not want to wait to have kids cuz I not saying that like our parents didn't try hard enough or whatever, but like I feel like we already know I don't even know if I want to say this. Like we're we already have it in us. Everything around mm-hmm. us, like from as real as society to like fiction, like TV, movies, mm-hmm. music, fairy tales, cartoons. Everything I feel like has whether it's overt or underlying racism. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everyone's innocence in that sense is gone already from such a young age. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like my, my one big way to like, I can't wait to change the world is to teach my kids that Mm -hmm. we truly, truly are all equal. If anything, because of black people's like perseverance and strength and, Mm -hmm like unity and just culture and how much they add Mm -hmm. to our lives like if anything they're better than white people who have gotten everything handed to them you know what i mean like yeah so yeah anyway i i don't plan on having kids anytime soon but if i do um (laughs) i'm gonna tell them to not be assholes so well i think it's true to point out too like remembering that the first thought that you have about something is what you were taught to think. And the second Mm -hmm. thought you have is your real thoughts. So remembering that if you have a thought that you're like, that wasn't, that's not, that's not right. Like remembering you can change the second thought and doing that and educating yourself. And I can't emphasize enough how uncomfortable you should be. You should be uncomfortable. Like, I mean, Imagine how black people feel every day. So you're it's you're true. at the cusp of that. So just get uncomfortable and don't be the people who are like, I'm not going to get involved because like, like I had someone post on something on Facebook and was like this, I, I don't want to be involved. Like this isn't my, my fight. Like, and it's like, if that was, if you were black, wouldn't you want people like doing things for you and standing up for you and, mm-hmm. and saying something on your behalf? Like, if there's like, there would be no one else left to speak for anyone else. Like you need to be the person who does that. Right. Very well put. Um, I didn't freeze. I just <laughs> lost some thought. <laughs> um, so again, like April said in the beginning, you know, we apologize in advance if anything that we said is outdated or incorrect. Um, mm-hmm. We understand that, this is uncomfortable and good. That's the point. Like it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be like a fun, like, okay, let's just smooth everything over conversation. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, if there's anything that needs to be corrected for the love of God, please tell us. Um, <laughs> and, you know, this is a sensitive subject. We just hope that we did it justice. Um, and yeah. I know it's not much, like, like I said in the beginning, it's not, it's not a lot. It's a small podcast with 
two friends from mm-hmm. the South Shore of Massachusetts who now one of them lives in Ohio. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, with two listeners and we just we we had to get this this out there and just do our tiny little part and we promise to continue keep to keep going and um fighting the good fight and um just know that mm-hmm. we'll always be in support of this movement forever and ever. So, um yes. there's that. Also something funny and cute I was so nervous to ask my mom what she thought about this because she's always been like, so she's super conservative in a way mm-hmm. where, and that's not, I want to say it's not her fault. It's just what she, she's like in her fifties. She's going to kill me for saying that, but <laughs> it's just what she's been taught her entire life in old school, you know, small town villages in Brazil um to coming to the united states and finding out that everyone you know in the brazilian community here is just as strict and small-minded as the ones in her tiny village in brazil so she's very old-fashioned in a lot of ways that she thinks like when it comes to a lot of sensitive controversial topics that are very popular okay i'll just leave it at that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we're usually on opposite sides of of those conversations so i was very nervous to bring it up to her but i really just i had to know what her thinking was like i i wanted to like see her reasoning behind what i already assumed you know she thought about it and i was like mom like what do you think of all the the protests and the riots and like the the looting and you know people smashing in buildings and stuff and she's like manda I was like, come on. She said, and I'm like, I think that's a huge F you or I told you so, or like, um, you're getting what you deserve to that damn racist president. <laughs> Which is like, I know. I was like, that is not what I was expecting you to say, but I, I totally love and respect that. Like, she, like, in what world does my mom support violence and looting? Like, if you knew her, you guys, you would think that she, like, is just, that's so not her. But she literally was like, you're literally getting what you mm-hmm. deserve, you bastard racist president. <laughs> And it's like, oh, okay. Oh my god! Um, so, it, like, I literally April could not contain my happiness and except my my smile, like my cheeks started to hurt. I was like, oh my god! I was never more proud to to have her be my mom. So that was really exciting. But we're still working on the abortion Aww. thing, so we'll we'll talk later. Um, <laughs> she's the worst. She will never change her mind, and that's you know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's not fine. It's a, it's a oh different episode. God. That one for sure. Um, any, yeah. any last thing? Yeah, it's you know what's funny though is that I also I talked to my like ninety year old Syrian grandma the other day, um, and she actually brought it up because I was like, I it's. <laughs> It's like poking a brick wall. It's like, this is, I mean, what am I doing? So I didn't really bring it up, but she actually did. She was like, she's like, April, did you, um, did you see what's been going on? And I was like, yeah, uh uh-huh. 
And she was like, it's just, isn't it ridiculous? Like, like I've been alive 90 years and it hasn't stopped. Like what's wrong with people? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you're right. It is crazy. And she was like, April, like I remember world war two and how ridiculous that was. And like, like, uh, how, why haven't we learned our lesson? And she just went on and on and was like, history repeats itself. Like, what are we not, like, what are we not doing? And she just was so upset. And it was like, so sweet to hear her not kind of be like, well, I mean, you know, cause you know, like, I mean, she's right. 90, she's Syrian. She she's, wants to live out the rest so of her life, not, you know, peacefully you know. and quietly, <laughs> but no, yeah. she's like, she's like, I'm 90 and I still want to see things change. So get on it which I definitely don't blame her for that. Yeah, we um we can't sleep on the boomers or what is she even? Like the first generation of human beings. What is, what is her <laughs> I love you, Nana. Don't tell her I said that. I Wait, what is it called? Should I look it's, it up? It's 1930s generation. Oh my God. Um, but you really Just can't. Silent generation. The silent is it silent? Yeah. Sad. What the hell? I think because of the Great Depression. Oh, yikes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That'll, that'll shut you right up. But not just <laughs> not just her, but like, you know, like like my mom even, like everyone else, like all these big ass CEOs mm-hmm. who are coming out with these statements, Ben and Jerry's for crying out loud. Um Ugh. you know, like Do I you how many Ben and Jerry's I bought after they posted that? Shut up. You probably would have done that anyway. Well, yeah, but it's nice. <laughs> um yeah but now there's a whole conversation where it's like everyone's coming out with these statements but like are they actual making internal changes in their company so that'll be a nice thing to see if that actually happens so um not doubting anyone i'm just yeah. saying like if you talk the talk like you better freaking walk the walk too i'm, I'm watching you amazon um <laughs> but yeah so that was a lot and this is probably going to be a longer episode but i'm really glad yeah. we did it and i'm glad we talked it about needs it today it needs to be right i'm not cutting any of this shit up oh uh, <laughs> which brings us to our next challenge <laughs> we're not supposed to swear this week and given how many times i swore in this episode uh, i can tell you it's not gonna it's not gonna end well for me and that's the challenge <laughs> Um, so like we mentioned, Danielle, uh, Danielle Hunt is going to be joining us from the Tidy Up podcast in this seemingly impossible challenge, but one that I've been meaning to do for a long, long time with April is the no swearing challenge. Um, I urge you all to try it with us. Uh, it's easier said than done. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a preview. true a little sneak peek into next episode um as usual if you have any recommendations or things that you want us to try for a whole week or that you've been wanting to try for a long time and just you don't have the balls for and you'd like our loving support and beautiful voices to help you out through the process um just let us know um we have an email but most of you can just text us so and also (laughs) Uh, sorry, I have a lot of like wrapping up bulletin board stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone who's reached out to us so far about the episodes that you've listened to. Um, you know, just everyone who's being supportive and who is so glad that we started mm-hmm. this up again and saying that it feels like we're hanging out <laughs> or giving you a taste yeah. of home from being far away. 
um, all that good stuff. Uh, we love to hear it, obviously. Like, who doesn't like to hear compliments? So, mm-hmm. um, but the most important right. thing before or after you text us how much you love our podcast, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe um, to Flavor of the Week on iTunes because that'll make a big difference to everything, I think. I don't know. Just just do it, okay? Just don't question yeah. it. Just yeah. Follow me blindly yeah. in, in my directions, okay? Just sh- 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 and do it. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is a friggin' wrap. So we'll see you next week. Bye.